Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for September 22nd, 2016. Ken's here. I'm here too. Ken's here. Ken's not allowed to be here, but he's here. It's been a while since I've been on any podcast on the TWS network, so... It's basically the GAR network now. You're yeah. you're out. You're, you're not here anymore. The GWS network. Yeah. It's been, I believe, over four weeks since we've done a weekend show episode. I can't even remember what it's like to do one. Well, well I can't even remember what that, what that one was about. Was it the Premier League preview? Uh, no, it was the summer movie review. Oh, wasn't that the same episode? No, that was, those were two different episodes. It's been a while. Ken got a dog. It's a runt. I hate it. You don't talk about my dog that way. Girl. She, she's terrible. She's a hellhound. She's the worst. I'll kill you. <laughs> Ken is attacking me in the middle of the podcast. This uh, will be the last episode of podcast today if you badmouth my, my puppy again. You're going to Canada tomorrow, so I don't think you're not you're going to be able to do much. It's more like Canada. Canada? Yeah. Oh, Can Just like I'm going to buy the com- country of Colombia and rename it Garlumbia. That's, that's a bit of a reach, Gar. Shut up. It took me really long to come up with that comeback. I'm starting to feel a bit sick, so I may have some gaps when we're chatting here. But I'm starting to feel a bit sick of you. <laughs> I'm laughing to give you time to come up with a comeback. See how generous and, and nice I am? Kara, I've exceeded the five second rule, so I can see defeat. I did cut you off by laughing, though. No, he's got nothing. I Ken, got nothing. Ken is very, very off on his podcasting banter. I hate banter. We never do banter. It is fine, uh, fruitful and engaging discussion. Indeed. We're talking about TV. That's what I was going to talk about today. But then Ken's up here, like, mooching off of us and eating food before he goes on holidays, as he tends to do. My ears feel, feel really hot right now. Why I'm going to... Your ear is cold. You're fine. Is it this the other ear? hot, yeah. Is that Th- weird? That's weird. Your, 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 your ears are different temperatures. There's something very wrong with you. Okay, I need you to go on WebMD right now. <laughs> we're actually going to, we're, we're going to diagnose Ken on the, on the radio. Are we on the radio? We're, we're not on the radio. People who call podcasts radio are dumb because it's not radio. It's I opened Chrome by accident. WebMD. Okay. It's been nice knowing you listeners if I'm if I'm dying. Yeah. So how, how does WebMD work? Do you just type the symptoms into this? Just put in hot ears. But you don't have hot ears. It's not that the ears are hot. It's that the ears are different temperatures. One what? is hot and one is cold. Okay. One hot ear, one cold ear. Put in okay. There. One hot ear, one cold ear. WebMD is searching. Colds and flus. No, that's not what I want. This is a detour from television. This is very important. We have to make sure Ken is not dying on the radio. Yes. I said radio again. It would be quite a somber episode if it was to be my last contribution to the TWS network. Is dying on air. Oh, people have searched for one. Oh, no, that's in relation to Cat. Why one hot here and one cold here? Yahoo answers from 2009. The best answer. Well, you aren't alone. I just looked up about 100 cases like yours on perturbee.com and most of it said it was stress related some mentioned allergies hormone imbalance probably you and a relationship to migraines but it's curious that it's one-sided anyway it seems to be one of those mysterious syndromes that lots of people report but is so unimportant and benign that doctors don't really take it seriously i think i kind of have weird well they're not as bad as yours are but my ears are different temperatures on a side note that is the most informed and articulate yahoo answer i've ever seen it's and it, well, it's it's not very informed. It's basically like, eh, it could be anything. It's not informed. <laughs> but that's probably the wrong word. But it's it's coherent, which I've never experienced by looking at Yahoo answers before. Yeah, usually like the the words don't make sense. The sentences don't really make sense. Whether you're kind of suspicious that it's either a bot or a really uneducated person. Well, can Yahoo answers is a valuable resource. Yahoo got hacked today, apparently. So if you have a Yahoo account, watch out. Yeah, public service announcement. Yeah, but uh, I'm not dying. 
At least not yet. So let's let's get this show on the road, shall we? If you well, we've been four minutes. That's in. right. I'm hosting the podcast. You're not hosting my podcast. I'm leading the way. There is there's no if, if you were leading, it would be a considerably worse podcast because you'd like fluff your lines. I do fluff my lines yeah. a lot. That's the wonders of podcast today, Ken. Nothing is scripted. There's no intros or outros. No 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 links. Is that why you spend a meticulously long time editing out all the flubs? It's not meticulously long. I go through it with a fine tooth comb, cutting out flubs and, and overly long pauses and breaths and all of that kind of stuff. And when I move my chair, it makes a, a weird noise. So I have to edit that out. Or if I forget to turn my iPhone on, uh, iPod or iPhone on silent, it makes the noise while I'm in the middle of the podcast. Or I occasionally leave Slack open by accident, which makes a notification noise every time someone posts a, a thing. And these are all the things I've had to edit out of this podcast repeatedly. Occasionally, I leave flubs in because, you know, I'm human and I want to make myself seem relatable. I don't want to make myself seem like this perfect person because I'm not. Two, two things. First of all, we're five minutes in, which is usually the, the average length of this podcast. And we still talked about nothing. Hey, this average, the average length is probably like driven up by Tanner episodes. So, Classic Tanner talking about now. Hey, hey, me and, me and Tanner have wonderful episodes. Second of all, like they're, they're really driving for us to use Slack at work now. Yeah. And I'm just like... What is the big deal with this? I, I read into it. It's valued at billions. But what is, why is it different from any other messenger? Well, uh, what other messengers do you use? Like Facebook Messenger. There's Well, Facebook WhatsApp Messenger is person to person as opposed to creating groups and stuff that you can talk amongst within the business. There's groups. And I think you can, you can actually kind of... There's a, a kind of a cool feature where it reminds you where something important is mentioned in the chat. Okay. But you can kind of zone out, but it kind of notifies you if some some kind of key terms or key discussions come up or something like that yeah or you can kind of snooze conversations it's like remind me about this in an hour so that's kind of cool what the, like the... i'm talking myself into slack nigger before i was cynical about slack oh now now i'm getting on the slack train it's taking about 45 seconds of ken just thinking about slack for a moment to realize he actually kind of likes slack do you have like the the kind of broad company-wide chats like random and general yeah that people just post inane nonsense in it's just like if you post one more gif i'm going to go over to america from ireland where we are I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it's the same at work where it's a random chat and there's like, there's people, you don't realize how, I'm a strange person, but you don't realize how strange these other people at work are until you see the strange things they post into the Slack chats. It's like, that's oddly dark. Yeah, it's like, what's what's going on in your head? Why did you feel the need to share that with your work colleagues? And not just like, oh, the person in the desk next to you. You share that with the whole damn company. If I see one more dancing banana or a piece of fruit, I'm going to scream. Cat videos are okay though. Cat videos, we'll accept that, because that is the purpose of the internet. It is. That is where cats have come into their own. Better than your dog. Don't talk about honey that way. Honey. Honey's going to replace you on the weekend show. That's why we haven't had one in a while. It's waiting for her to lear- I'm waiting for her to learn how to talk, and then we're good. In fairness, honey is why we haven't had a weekend show in a while. You've been too busy giving her shots and, and microchipping her and making sure she can't get diseases and cleaning up her shit off the floor and doing all of these dog things. Don't you talk about your niece that way. <laughs> she is not related to me. She's not part of the family, Ken. Her her surname is not Kidney. You Ta- rub- Tanner is a closer rel- relative to me than that dog is. You rubbed her. You gave her a rub and she and you and her bonded. I did not bond. I still want to punt her. I want to punt her as far as I can punt her. And she is tiny. She is a very tiny dog. She is a chihuahua. If you ever punch my dog, I will... First of all, strangle you and then cancel the podcast today. Why Why didn't? Why would you do it in that order? I'll, ca- I'll strangle you on the podcast today and then cancel it. But then I'll, I'll just never... You're not supposed to be on podcast today anyway. I'm just letting you on out of pity because you haven't done a podcast in like 16 years. I, I appreciate it. 
because you were going to do it. It's like, oh, you want to do a weekend show? It's like, oh, you'll have to edit it. And I don't want you to have to edit it when you go home at nine o'clock and you're getting up at seven to fly to Canada. So I'm very generous and helpful. And I'm like, okay, I'll make it podcast a day, which means I have to edit it. And we can talk for eight minutes about the thing we're not talking about and rant and ramble on for as long as possible. I shan't bite the hand that feeds me. Proceed. Yes. TV. TV, uh, yes. It's back. TV is back. I, I miss TV, yeah. I like the way they say TV is back. It's 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 just, it's been there, but like the good TV just takes a break. Hey, Mr. Robot was on during the summer. I watched not all of it. Stranger Things was released. Stranger Things, which is a tremendous show. And we'll actually, we renamed our awards at the end of the year, the UEs from the Poppies. But we'll get into that when we get to December. Yes. <laughs> we'll explain that story when we'll we We'll explain that grudge. Yeah, when time comes. And if they sue us... We have a rightful claim. Um, yeah, TV. I'm watching 22 shows, which is what we're going to kind of run through here. The shows I'm watching this year. See? I left the slack open. See, that is a perfect illustration of, of me and my problems. I'm not going to edit that out. Just so you show, I'm, that's how stupid I am. I, I pointed out the fact that I accidentally occasionally leave slack open, and then I left it open during this podcast. Kara, you need to cut yourself some slack. Oh, hey. Yeah. Ba-dum, Anyway, uh, there's there's a few shows that have already been on, like yes. Atlanta with Donald Glover. Have you watched any of that? I saw a clip from it on James Corden. Yeah, and it didn't seem funny at all to me. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's a weird one. I really like Donald Glover, and I, I think he's great in the show. But tonally, it's a little strange. And I, as you said, I didn't find it particularly funny. I've watched three episodes of it. Basically, this is veering towards serious Donald Glover, which I don't like that much. Well, he's kind of silly and wacky in the show a little, but the the overall tone of the show leans closer to serious and then a little weird as yeah. opposed to a flat comedy and i like goofy wacky donald glover goofy yeah. wacky, wacky donald glover is one of my faves he takes himself very seriously these days with his rapping and his grammy nominations well you know he's he's always been a rapper childish gambino he's been he's a, he's so successful for his age yeah he was a writer on 30 rock in his early 20s straight out of college yeah then he was on one a hit sitcom well hit in inverted commas but uh, people loved it. He was the best thing about that show. Was I'll it? say that now. Join out in the morning. Yeah. Not Pierce. Did you ever see his improvising? His, Pierce, his... Pierce, 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 you're a bee. What kind of annoys me about Donald Glover is he's actually a tremendous comic talent. He's one of the best improvisers I've ever seen. If you watch bloopers from Community, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you'll see them on YouTube. But he actually seems to spurn it these days. He's just like. I'm really good at comedy, but like I'm a musician, I don't really care about that anymore. It's like, you're judging poor Donald Glover and his pursuits of other endeavors. Just be funny. I like you when you're funny. Be funny for me, Donald Glover. Be my circus clown. It's it's inevitable though. It'll probably pop up on the likes of uh, Sky Atlantic or one of those channels on terrestrial TV. So I'll probably check it out. Yeah, there's also the Good Place. We're gonna I'm gonna go through all 22 of these shows, some in more detail than others. The Good Place, which stars Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. And I always got Kristen Bell and Kristen Wiig mixed up in my head. I've got it. I also mixed her up for a minute, but I got her. Veronica Mara's one. Elsa. Oh, Anna. Anna, yeah. Yeah. Created by Mike Schur of Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame, about someone who dies and goes to heaven but isn't supposed to be there. I've watched the first two episodes. The first two episodes are out at the moment. It's I like it. It's fun. It's wacky. It's silly. It's fun. It sounds kind of like the grandfather to this year. That it will kind of be. Don't you dare! Don't you dare set me up for that! Don't you dare set me up for this show that I will fall in love with and deeply enjoy, and then it will be cancelled. Well, thank you for making my point for me. That's exactly what I was going to say. I hate you. I hate you for even bringing it up. I hate you for even planting that seed into my brain that this is a show I could love and then it should be like cruelly ripped out of my hands. It's made by Mike Schur, who is the modern comedy genius. It should be a sure thing. 
way. I'm all full of puns today. This is just Ken's pun hour. I, I, I really like this. I really like the first two episodes. It's fun. I haven't heard anything about it, but I may check it out on your recommendation. Have, have you heard anything about most of the shows we're going to bring up here? No. So this is going to be a learning experience for me. Yeah, this is just me talking This is going to be Ken figuring out what he wants to watch this year. Bull, which is based on the early life of Dr. Phil McGraw. Right. Yeah, it's about a an agency who analyzes juries. It's kind of a legal drama, but the, the, it has the white genius guy who doesn't play by the rules and is smarter than everybody else. You know, the mentalist trope, yeah. that kind of thing. And it's basically he can analyze juries and, and work out what they need and then lead lawyers to ask the right questions and that kind of stuff. It's it's very tropey. It sounds like a very thin premise. Yeah, it's it's going to be a legal drama. That's that's it's all it is. It's like but... the TV show equivalent of painting yourself into a corner. Yeah. In that you're like it's kind of like Lie to Me. Lie to Me had a very that, that was like that's another one of those shows yeah. that immediately springs to mind and House. Exactly. But House kept on going. Had a very 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 specific premise, and after it got out of one season, like one season of of, of episodes, it's like yeah, this all makes sense. It's like. And you're just having to kind of twist, like, convolute scenarios where his particular skill set makes sense and you need it. And, and, and that's where I kind of ran into trouble and I'm, it got cancelled. So I don't, I don't have any faith in that, I would say. I'm not entirely certain how this is based on the past history of Phil McGraw. <laughs> Dr. Phil, a hero in our, our family. We used to stay up very late to watch episodes of Dr. Phil. Yeah, apparently he's not even a doctor. There's, like, all these questions over his credentials and whether he's don't actually... You, don't you bring Dr. Phil into disrepute in this podcast. That is blasphemy. It is. For me, it's blasphemy. It's not here. like your man CJ from Eggheads. We, we can bring him into disrepute all, all we want. because he Allegedly. Impl- it's not allegedly. He said it in his own book. <laughs> That, that's the thing if you haven't heard the story if, if you've heard of CJ from Eggheads he's one of the, the quiz master brilliant guys on Eggheads and he, he wrote in his own book that he may have possibly murdered a guy and then the authorities arrested him because you know he just admitted to maybe possibly murdering a guy in his book for such a smart guy that's a dumb move that is a very that's the kind of thing someone who wants to be cool writes in their book without thinking of the consequences it's yeah. like, you know, when I was in the 80s living on the streets of Amsterdam, which this is actually really what happened, I, I might have murdered a guy. You know, I was messed up. I've had a dark... L- oh, wait, there's, there's going to be consequences for me saying this? That's like, like almost as bad as saying, like, in my, in my teens in college, I was a bit... Like, it was a bit silly. Just liked, liked to have a good time. Dabbled in terrorism. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> just a little. Spent some time with ISIS, you know. Yeah. As, as anyone finding what themselves else? does. Summer internship. Yeah. Lol. JK. But Bull, it's painfully formulaic in that kind of white guy genius above everyone else, but deeply conflicted and has serious problems. They even did that at the end. It's like, you have serious problems in your past, don't you? It's like, yes, but I won't go into them now. But they will slowly reveal themselves. Yeah. Have they got a handsome man for the lead? Uh, yeah. Who is it? I don't remember his name. It may save it. Yeah. It, it might be okay. It'd probably get cancelled in a year. Though it's one of those shows that might run for like seven seasons. You're like... How? And do you know what the funny thing is about those shows? Sometimes you're like, that's still on. Yeah, Bones. Yeah. Bones is one of those shows. It's like, 11 seasons? Supernatural. I thought that was cancelled years ago. Yeah, Drop Dead Diva made it to like four or five. And it's like, how did you make it that long? This is so average. I fell asleep watching an episode of that one time. Yeah, the next two shows, two shows that are returning and are very good. And I recommend you watch if you have not watched. Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a tremendous show. It is. Uh, Raymond Holt, played by Andre Brower has the best comic timing on television. He is fantastic. There is no line he cannot deliver and make work. He is amazing. I think the premise of this season, or at least the opening of this season, has really set him up for some really, really rich comedic stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I started on a thought there, and then I kind of, 
I knew what I wanted to say, then I got lost, but I, I now I remember. Kind of like what I'm saying is that it's a very kind of Raymond Holt situation. Like, yes. as in, like, he's basically a fish out of water. He's surrounded by stuff he doesn't like or appreciate. So it's like classic Holt. Yeah, if you've seen the end of last season, Holt and Peralta have had to go into witness protection. So they've had to assume different identities and work in different lives. And that is where the comedic tension comes from. One of my favorite lines from the first episode, which I haven't seen yet, but I saw it, is like, uh, they're going, they're in a car with their contact in the CIA or whatever, and they're going into their backstories, and like, Holt is like, I went to Kent State, where I, where I majored in communications. <laughs> he is so revolted by this idea. <laughs> it's so abhorrent to him that he, it takes him literally a full 10 seconds to say it. Yeah. And the, the big thing about Marvel's Agents of Shield this year is Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. I actually saw a poster, like, is that Ghost Rider? It's like, oh, it is Ghost Rider. Yeah. From those mediocre Nicolas Cage films. Well, it's it's not being played by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is Unfortunately. Like, I'm still waiting by the phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marvel's Agents is a great show. It's just watch it. It's great. Too. It's probably my favorite superhero show. On Guess the what, Karen? Guess what? Never watch it. Yeah, you don't watch it. You don't watch anything. Up next, starring Kiefer Sutherland, Designated Survivor, a show about a, a very low-ranking government official. He is the housing secretary. It is shunted into the role of the presidency when everyone else is bombed during the State of the Union. First of all, that's pretty far reach. Well, that that, that, that is a real thing. They do keep yeah. somebody behind during the State of the Union in the case that someone actually does blow the hell out of the Capitol building and kills everyone. But where does it go from there? I don't know. Well, the idea is uh, who killed all of the, the people and why? Is it a government conspiracy? Is this guy capable of running a country? I think I think it is an interesting inherent idea. It's like, if you remove the entire government in one fell swoop, what the hell do you do? Do you hold elections? Do you just promote people into positions? Do you just let a few people assume power? And of course, there there is some horrible tropes in there. There's like the military man who just wants to go to war and he wants to overthrow the government because he doesn't believe the poor housing secretary is good enough to run the place. And there's stuff like that. And the score is kind of overbearingly obnoxious. But I, I think as a core premise, and Keither Sutherland, Keither, even it's not Keither, Keither Sutherland is tremendous in the show. So he's... Is it a departure from Twenty Four? Is it is it different enough for it to not be compared? Oh yeah, it's not it's not an action show. It's more of a political thriller. It sounds to me like it, it would be something that carries well for a good mini season or maybe two mini seasons, but not like something that you could sustain like a multi season show. Of. You would wonder by the time they understand who has bombed the Capitol building and by the time they have implemented a new government, where does this show go? Does it just become like a straight political show? The new West Wing. Yeah. It, 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 I think they're kind of pitching itself at somewhat like, oh, it's like the West Wing. And Kiefer. Kiefer's great. He was great in that first episode. So, yeah, I might check it out. Also, something I've never seen. Up next, a bunch of returning shows, two of which, well, I watch Modern Family Day. You kind of coast in the background. And we actually watch Survivor. Yes. Survivor's big hook this year is Millennials versus Generation X. Naturally, I'm rooting for Millennials because Generation X are a bunch of self-entitled morons who believe they should rule the world when, in fact, they kind of ruined it. I did exhale sharply when I heard the premise, <laughs> yeah. but when we watched it together, it's actually surprisingly gripping. Yeah, uh, Survivor is, is is one of the most durable television formats known to man. That show still works. It's in season 33, Ken, but it still works. So it's had 33 seasons since the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, on average, they have two seasons per year, and it doesn't really change. They throw in, they throw in different kind of dynamics now and again, different spanners in the work as such. 
Uh, one of the things that they implemented that they do all the time, which I really hate, is a three-person final. Yep. Which I, I re- it's one of my pet peeves in reality they, shows. They, they bounced away from it in recent years, though. They've been making it a little more unpredictable. They've done a few two-person finals. Because yeah. usually in the three-person final, there's the two people who can actually win, and then the one person who gets no votes. It's like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the only thing about this first episode, like, they almost seem like parodies. Like, like... That, that's how the, like these gimmick things like blood versus water and, and all these things they come up with uh, yeah. it's like our new hook this year it's like they, they drive him home as hard as they can for like three episodes and then it just becomes a season of Survivor like the millennial I can't even say that word it's, it's, millennial you're it's a millennial so, Ken ugh. So, so I don't mind the word millennial I just don't like the way people try and paint everybody as one thing in, in there's a lo- lot of different people are lots of different things it has a very derogatory it, it does it, it's used as a pejorative yeah. The, the word millennial is rarely used in a positive context. But like, like one of them is like, I just play video games and I... She, yeah, she's on Smosh Games. Yeah. And Smosh, she's probably a millionaire. Yeah. What's, what's I, I always wonder, how much, just how much money do YouTubers make? Some of them are millionaires. One of them's like, yeah, I just, I'm a surfer. Or no, he's a snowboarder. And then he he made t-shirts or something. You know, it's just like... They don't want to conform to your, your sense of what life should be, Ken, as your middle management role. They're drifters. Middle management is... Pretty good to me, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it gets, gets, gets the job done, doesn't it? Yeah. But you, you shouldn't condemn a, what gets the job puppy, done. I a holiday to Toronto. What more do you want? Hellhound. Uh, mo- that <laughs> modern Family is Modern Family. Yeah. There's also Superstore, which is back for its second season, which is a charming first season. Do you know who I like? America Ferrera. Yeah, and what's his name? Ben Savage? Ben Savage, yeah. That's, that's the name of that, the other guy in that show, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. fairly sure. And yeah. He, those two are, are good I like them what I don't like about the show I watched I think about 9 or 10 episodes of the first season I think there's about 12 or 13 I've watched haven't watched them all quite I'll get to them but a lot of the characters in the show are basically punchlines yeah as in like kind of one trick ponies in terms of yeah, they, they they basically exist solely to make the same joke over and over again yeah and Parks and Rec kind of did that but they they created depth dimension like basically Andy is one joke he's a loser that's it you yeah. know but like they, they did a clever thing by doing that and they got as much as they could out of that but then they moved away from it. And I think that's what Superstar should do. I, I haven't seen Superstar yet but I really liked Ugly Betty the show. Did yeah. you ever watch Ugly Betty? No. really liked it. So I'm, 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 I'm giving this one some thought. We have a bunch of remakes of films being turned into television shows. There is an Exorcist show which I'm not going to watch. There's a Lethal Weapon show which I'm not going to watch. And the one I am going to watch is a MacGyver reboot. Which isn't a film, obviously, but it is a reboot of a television show. Also a reboot, Gar. Westworld. Is Westworld a reboot? It's a remake. Westworld is a a movie in the 70s. Well, I've never heard of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but MacGyver, back with Lucas Till of X-Men fame and Wolves. If you listen to all of this podcast, you'll remember I talked about Wolves, which had Lucas Till in it. So there's some some threads going through episodes. I planned this, of course. But MacGyver, back. I feel sorry for MacGyver because people like this has been announced I think it was a year ago I first heard about this and people have just been panning it ever since they're just like this is going to be terrible it's going to be cancelled after one season they should have left it in the 80s etc etc while the other kind of big 80s show that comes to mind aside from the 18 which had a film reboot that went nowhere is Knight Rider yeah which also had a reboot also, Two reboots, I think, and they tried it twice. And got cancelled. So yeah. I think that's very much in the forefront of people's memories when they're talking about MacGyver. See, I think these shows are evocative of their times. As in, like, it worked in that time. It was popular in that time because it was, you know, of the period. But you can't just transplant something that was popular then to now and make it work. Mm-hmm. It has to change or evolve. And I, I, I'm not saying you can't reboot something, 
But at the same, because you know, we do, and uh, we say this, I think it's one of our favorite lines on the podcast nostalgia is big business. But nostalgia for nostalgia's sake hardly ever works out. It has to change. Like Doctor Who changed significantly. Did like, it though? It did, like, well, a huge game changer, you know, killing off Gallifrey. And that was something that was kind of, well, it pissed off a lot of fans. It was, and Gallifrey slowly being brought back. Yeah. No, but it was a nucleus for, put, you know, driving it back into, driving into the 20, 21st century with, with a, a major, you know, a major hook or a major conflict. So I think if you're going to reboot something, it's got to shift, obviously, into the modern day, but not, you can't just transplant something into the modern day. You can't just say like, okay, it's MacGyver, except today. It has to be different. Sure. Does that make sense? Do you agree or disagree? Well, it depends. I still don't think you could, you want to lose the sense of what made the show fun, which was just a weird man making random things out of random things. Fun fact, learned this actually just a second ago. MacGyver's first name is Angus. Angus MacGyver. No idea. Well, it isn't this show anyway. I'm not sure was that a thing. It probably was a thing. I assume they didn't rename the character. But anyway, Luke Cage, Netflix, Marvel show. Have you watched any of the Netflix Marvel shows? I've watched Daredevil, although, uh, interestingly, I, I just discovered yesterday, I never finished Daredevil season two. Why I just, not? I gave up on it. There was there was far too much lawyering in it. I, I didn't, I like the lawyering. I like the occasion, like, this is a legal drama, just to undercut the, the superhero there stuff every so often. huge portions of episodes with no Daredevil in it. And I was like... Yeah. It, it, you don't it, like Matt Murdock? I do, but it kind of lost me. I don't know why... You don't I, like... What's his name? I really don't like Elektra. I think that's what drove me off it. The Elektra character really just bugged me. And Punisher? Yeah, I like the Punisher. The Punisher was actually really compelling, and then they blew that off really early, and I'm just like, okay. Apparently, they're spinning him into his own show, aren't they? Yeah, they're gonna do that. Um, I Understandable. He was like the, the breakout part of season yeah. two. I haven't watched Jessica Jones yet. Um, Even though you are a big fan of, of the Doctor, I am, and don't trust to be in Apartment Twenty Three. Also, a very good show, which Kristen Ritter, Kristen Ritter was in. There you go. Yeah, I got it. I got it out eventually. The oars make that this difficult. Luke Cage. I don't he's, know. He's in that, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't care much for him as a character in that show, so I'm just I don't know. We'll see. This guy seems a bit generic, bland. Mm. Like as in like I've seen clips of that show and it's just like, okay. Yeah, and I felt like as as a character, his motivations were always like a little flimsy, and and he wasn't all that consistent of a character, and he, he kind of flip flopped every now and again. It's just yeah, like exactly. You know, in the tiny bits that I've seen, you, you don't get a, a good sense of who, he's, who he is or what's driving him. And when you do, he just seems to do something that's extraordinarily out of character. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. There is Westworld, as you mentioned, which is kind of a, a, a sci-fi Western, yeah. which is a strange combination, but looks extremely compelling. It's a HBO show. So basically, there's this theme park with a animatronic uh, Wild West uh, land or zone I suppose yeah and then basically the animatronics become sentient to come to life and turn on humans is that what the show's about yeah that sounds like fun it's produced by J.J. Abrams of Star Trek and Star Wars fame yeah it's a uh, I think it was a film in 1973 I believe it was out uh, you can actually see it on Sky at the moment they've been showing it um, it's going to be a serial as all this time it's not going to be a movie yeah but this is a television show. It feels like a, a one season. This is a TV preview, Ken. This is a yeah. isn't a film preview. But like it could be a, a TV movie. That's technically that. I wouldn't talk about that though. Yeah. But uh, it feels like it should be a show that's made specifically to be one season though. Yeah. Well, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see what the core mystery is. You can't you can't just like TV and its infrastructure is built on shows running and running. So you can't just say, oh well, they should get in and out and tell their story because. 
No one does that. That's not what anyone wants to do. But event television is becoming more of a phenomenon, so that's why I think so. And, and more so the kind of anthology series where they get in and out, tell their story, and get different cast people and tell a different story the next year, which is mm. an interesting way to do it, and you tie the things together with kind of thematic links and kind of style links, but who knows? Uh, Timeless is next, which I included because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was good. Yeah. And Timeless is a show about a, a kind of romantic comedy where one of the guy believes the world is about to end. Okay. That the apocalyptic event is coming along. And I'm like, that sounds like a strange premise, but I like a good rom-com. A good rom-com gets you in the feels. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was very good based on a very strange and bizarre premise. So That sounds a bit like that Sky show that was on recently. and It was pretty well received. It the got, one with Rob Lowe. It got critical acclaim, You, Me and the Apocalypse. The one with Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah. and it, it got cancelled after one season, but a lot of people felt it wasn't cancelled. They, they just kind of felt that it was it told its story in one season ironically Th- that's what people say when the show's cancelled yeah, you know, <laughs> come on <laughs> but uh that sounds suspiciously like that so it could be even uh, an american adaptation for all you know yeah that's no tomorrow there's also timeless if i said that last one was timeless i meant it was no tomorrow but I, I believe i might have done that yeah you mixed them up i think yeah that's that's no tomorrow sorry timeless is a show about a guy who discovers time travel and goes back into the past trying to alter american history and someone goes to stop him sounds like fun doctor who no doctor who doctor who steals a time machine and just runs away from his family Abandoning his children and wife. Uh, uh, the very first episode and the very first... Uh, I'm sorry, my, you started going through Doctor Who lore and immediately yeah. my eyes rolled in the back of my yeah. head and I fell asleep. But, yeah. but carry on. The very first companion was his granddaughter, which they never explained. Sure. Susan Foreman. Which is weird because she had a human name. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> he's, he's half human, isn't that a, a theory? That's a theory, but they dip it in and out of that. And there, it was confirmed in a 1996 TV movie, which was supposed to be a backdoor pilot for Paul McGann being the eighth doctor. But that's not canon. It is canon. It's considered canon. Then he's half human. I'm fine with him being half human. That makes sense. I think we discussed this before. It does It does fit in with his preoccupation with the human race. Yes. It's not a Doctor Who podcast, so let's move on. The Flash and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, the three DC television shows, are back. I don't watch Arrow because Arrow is bleak and boring, whereas Flash and Supergirl are fun and bubbly and entertaining. I don't watch any of these, but the one th- gripe I have with the Flash is you've established this great Flash character, and like I can't from the episodes I've seen, I've seen you know, Flash is one of those shows where if it's on, I'll kind of leave it on, but I don't, I haven't made enough effort to watch it in order. But like you make this effort to create this great Flash character, he's widely liked, and then you, you replace him for the cinematic universe. Yeah, I I really like Grant Gustin. I think he's a great Flash, and I think he would he would make a great cinematic universe Flash. And if you listen to our Man of Steel podcast, Robbie pointed out. That, that yeah it's dumb the fact that there's two different universes but you put all this stock and you you, you, you you spend all this time creating something that people like and then why not use it as a resource I don't understand it yeah you're basically just wasting time I, I like Flash I like Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow is a little more iffy it's a little it's another Doctor Who ripoff yeah it, that, that is more outwardly a Doctor Who ripoff because it even it, has Arthur Darville who it, played it, a companion in Doctor yeah, Who it even has a Doctor Who actor in it and a, a TARDIS and, and all of that but it's, it's a fun show when it hits and it can be kind of really dumb when it doesn't the middle is back I'll watch it because I'm in too deep yeah that that's the way I am with some of these shows this it, it's in the like the middle is great season. chewing gum television in that it's like the Big Bang Theory like I think it's even worse than the Big Bang Theory though do you know if you come in from a hard day's work or do you know if you want something to watch for dinner before because like, you know when you're eating dinner you're not focusing on what you're doing or like you're, if you're multitasking or you're doing some work on your laptop and you want something on in the background but you don't want something that you want to watch because you don't want to miss it Middle of Modern Family The Middle of Modern Family Big Bang Theory Because those, those like, like the first few seasons of Modern Family were brilliant but obviously yeah. comedies are hard to sustain that over time As you said uh, you watched a full episode I kind of hovered in and out but they seem to rely on this major trope well two major elements some kind of misunderstanding 
and basically comedy of errors. Yeah, comedy of errors is basically what I was trying to say there. And basically someone trying to deceive someone else leading to some misunderstanding. Well, yeah, both parties are trying to deceive each other and yeah. they don't want to tell each other that they're deceiving each other. And then it's like, oh no, we're lying. But then it's like, oh no, we're lying. And then everyone's still friends. And it all unravels at the end. That seems to be nearly every episode of that show now. It can be, yeah. So, yeah, it's. It, I think... In the beginning, it was... That's why I skipped by Modern Family earlier when we were just doing it. It's like, we're back to Modern Family. But in the beginning, as you said, it was sharp. It was witty. The characters were well-defined. They had somewhere to go. I think they've reached their destination now. That's possibly why it's it's flagging. That's the problem. No, There's no more room for growth. Yeah. And when you run out of character growth, it's just like, we're just running on the spot constantly. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I really, really, really love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I binge-watched it, but I really hated how the season ended. I did too. Basically on the grounds that they're basically setting up season two to be the exact same as season one. Yeah, they they made it like and, they, and in the space of it was it twelve episodes, fourteen. Season one. Yeah, it was like eighteen twenty. Was it? Yeah, that was a full season. Uh, I might be mixing it. Well, up it wasn't quite a full season, but it was close enough. But they they covered such a lot of ground and they went on such a great journey, and it just felt like they kind of I went oh take these backseats we're going back to the start again. Yeah. It felt cheap and it also I felt a bit robbed. I've invested a lot of time and a lot of emotion in the characters really got into it and then they kind of went they kind of pulled the rug from under us and kind of reneged on it a bit yeah because the whole season one is built basically on a, a three-way romance everyone's favorite trope and they kind of resolve it at the end of season one and then at the very last scene it's like nope we're just gonna still do this a lot yeah i like the idea of crazy ex-girlfriend because it's a musical comedy i kind of like the idea of that moving in direction of being a anthology series you don't want anything being serialized now no. you just want end it in a season i never want to see these people again no but i felt like if they ended it before the very last scene it told a very good story but like I, and it's a musical musicals kind of start in the end so i would like to see the same characters in a different story in next season i thought it would work much Plus, better I, I was team josh so i was yeah. you weren't team josh yeah and team other guy i can't greg is that greg yeah. yeah you're typical that you'd be greg but he's, he's in Frozen. Is he? Who is he playing Frozen? The the bad guy. Oh. Oh. That's yeah. how much I remember the bad guy in Frozen. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he had the best songs. And in the show. Settled for me is one of my favourites. Uh, we end with three comedies, two of which are returning. Mom, starring Alice and Jenny, and... What's that person's name? Anna Faris. Yes. And Life in Pieces, which is CBS's big sitcom they launched last year with the likes of Colin Hanks. Both of which are good shows. Well, Life in Pieces is inconsistent because Life in Pieces does this thing where, you know, the way shows have an A story and a B story and yeah. a C story generally. Life in Pieces separate those out into four separate stories each week. So it has an A, B, C and D story. Right. And it kind of lives and dies by that format. The problem is they're usually unrelated stories. The characters move between them. They don't. They're not usually exclusive to one. But mm-hmm. the stories never rare. Well, not never, but very rarely tie together, okay. which I think is the biggest flaw of the show. That sounds really unsatisfying. Yeah. So they they, they tell these kind of quick, uh, almost vignettes, these quick four minute stories each mm-hmm. time, and it's you, you don't get any kind of build or payoff there. It's just like usually a one joke story. I remember us talking about this in our preview last year and me thinking that it wasn't going to last. So kudos to that for getting a second season. Yeah, it's it star-studded. There's a lot of big names in it. Betsy Brandt of, whatchamacallit, Breaking Bad fame. It has James Brolin. He's the older one, isn't he? Yeah. The dad, yeah, James Brolin. So, you know, it has some star power, but... I haven't watched it. I, I watch every episode. I think it's it's all right. 
Mom is a great show. Don't Fantastic. sleep on Mom. Just just because it's a Chuck Lorre show. Do you watch Mom? I've watched. It's another one of those shows that I haven't made a conscious effort to watch, but it kind of comes on TV and I, I'll I'll watch an episode. Yeah, uh, don't don't be put off because it's a show by the creator of like Mike and Molly and Two and a Half Men. Th- those are bad shows. But hmm. Mom is actually it's a really good show, and Alison Janney and Anna Faris are so good in that show. They're a great double act, and she's like a fantastic actress. She 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 does comedy so well. Alison Janney. But she's still like a relatable and believable character, like. And, you know, the character is a bit wacky time because she's basically an alcoholic, untrustworthy mom. Yeah. Which can go to kind of like the cliche if they if they let it. But they ground it in kind of emotion and kind of real stakes. Yeah, people die in this yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> this is a show where, this is a comedy where people die. So, yeah. so like, go in to be prepared to be emotionally upset by this show in, in a good way. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm on board with mom. I will get around to watching it all someday. Yeah, Alison Janney is, is tremendous on every level. She's fantastic. And Anna Faris, surprisingly good. Like, if you see her in a scary movie, you're like, eh, but like, no, she's a good comedic actress. Yeah. And last but not least, Joel McHale's new comedy, The Great Indoors, where he is a great outdoorsman who works for a, a magazine who takes everything in the house so he doesn't get to go anywhere and he's managing a group of millennials. That sounds like a really thin premise. It does, but I think it'll live and die on just how good the comedy is. He gave up the soup, didn't he? Yeah. So he's putting his, all, all his eggs in this basket. I assume not all of them, but I yeah. assume if, if this doesn't work out, he's not going to quit television. It's like, it's over for me. I would be okay with this show, which is him being Jeff Winger. Yeah. Again. And Joe McHale's I'll take it. affable, likable, charismatic guy. That's the only thing. He tends to play the same guy in everything, but yeah. I actually like that character, so I'll, I'll go with it. So yeah, those are the 22 shows I will be watching weekly this year. Hey, Gar, just before we go, do you want to... What of the new ones? Do you want to do a quick prediction of what you think might might succeed and what what do you think is heading for cancellation row? Okay, of of the new ones that uh we have listed, I think Bull will get cancelled. Yes. Uh, it, well, it, it might drag to a season two, but I don't think it'll get any further than that because Lie to Me got to a season two. Yeah. Timeless. Uh, I don't know. That depends on execution. Yeah, because that show could be very entertaining and very fun, and they can do some some fun stuff with time travel and fun stuff with like period episodes, or it could be very formulaic and, and kind of vanilla. Interesting. No Interesting. tomorrow is a C dub show, so the burden of expectation is a tad lower. Yeah. So I think that'll coast on by to a season two. Designated Survivor, I think, is the most likely to be a hit. Yeah, it sounds like something that, like you know, people will like binge watch it, or you know, it sounds like one of those shows that people will kind of get behind. Maybe not on the first watch but like it has legs something like from World of Mouth people was kind of start watching it because people you know shows like 24 The West Wing those are shows that Netflix are based are, are built on you know like yeah. people people watch them you know and, and they kind of come to them in their own time here's a, a bit of a hot take for you Gar. I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is going to get in trouble in the second season do you think so it, did, yeah. it didn't exactly set the world on fire in the first yeah. season it's just I think they've they've really done themselves a disservice by going back to zero again yeah and I think it's just going to run out of steam Though, in fairness to Atlanta, already been renewed. So, so that's, yeah. that's already in for season two. Basically, anything Donald Glover touches turns to gold. Like, he's the, the Midas touch in Hollywood these days. So, yeah. good for him. And it's it's on FX again, where the burden of failure is, is an awful lot. Uh, Lower or higher? Which is better, the I burden mean, of failure? Uh, higher? It's, it's always anyway. sunny. It's going to its 14th season. Yeah, that, that'll just run and run until the end of time. So, they're, they're very patient with shows. So I don't, I'm not surprised at that. Yep. Like Netflix, until they cancelled Bloodline. Netflix finally cancelled the show recently. Did you hear about that, Ken? What? I know, yeah. It's actually news that Netflix cancelled the television show. That's kind of strange because we talked about this. In the streaming universe, like, something can stay there forever and it can, like, obviously it might take a long time but it will eventually let it make money. So, for some... for Yeah, uh, but do you want to know how much Bloodline costs to make two, three seasons? How many? $250 million. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Holy bleep. 
But uh, yeah, like that's kind of surprising because, as you said, like it cost them well, it cost them a bit of money, but to leave it there, they could leave it there for a long time and it would tick into prof- profitability eventually. Like, so for them to give up on something it would have to be pretty bad. Yep. So those are the twenty-two shows I'll be watching this year. I assume you'll watch like two of them and then give up, as you tend yeah. to do. I tend to rely on my old faithfuls, New Girl, which, which... isn't on this list because I'm a season behind, but I'll catch yeah. up. It's pretty good the last season yeah it's enjoyable it's gotten back to basics which i really like and sleepy hollow is a mid-season show this year so that that's out of this list as well i'm so far behind on that you're so far behind on everything have you watched gravity falls yet i gave you it on on I get, yeah i've been on uh, d- that's a no yeah I'll get, I'll get around to it god damn it ken that that's ken that, i'm gonna put that in ken's gravestone i'll get around to it <laughs> i'll get around to it i'll get around to dying <laughs> <laughs> on that grim note you can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKA you can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TBS network you can get podcasts today and eventually the weekend show we'll do it eventually it's coming back eventually Ken, Ken is here see he's still alive he hasn't died yet please believe me despite his on the plus side your ears are now the same temperature <laughs> that little gap there is me Ken gra- me grabbing Ken's ears so uh, I'm not dying which means that we can continue with the weekend show it's gone a little hiatus, partly because the upheaval with the puppy. I will admit the puppy has... Hellhound. Uh, Mutt. Mongrel. Mange. Uh, the rage is building. <laughs> but partly because of just settling in Honey. But uh, Honey is the TWS mascot name. No. Yes, no! Is. Yes, she is. But but Tama is the TWS mascot. They can share. How dare you? How dare you usurp Tama as the TWS Network mascot. You're no, you're not even saying anything for the rest of this podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter at GarrettKidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. I love you, Tama. I miss you so much. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.